I had a young girl came in and she had symptoms of uh, diaphragm dysfunction, hyohernia. And so, you know, the first thing I looked at was how is your diaphragm working? Because the diaphragm is a dividing line between the abdominal cavity and the chest cavity. And the diaphragm kind of moves together, hopefully, with, if you think of the way my hand, the space between my hands would be maybe where the stomach goes through or where the aorta goes through. So if I move unevenly, if I take a breath, and one side goes before the other, then I can grab abdominal content and push it into the chest because this one, this diaphragm isn't working because the phrenic nerve from the neck is impinged, maybe from an infection or something like that. So when we hydrodissect the phrenic nerve, instantly the diaphragm works, and then more often than not, problem is solved, you know? Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, have you ever considered publishing a book? Most medical professionals have really no idea how powerful a book can be to build their brand. It's a great way to show your expertise, to build your practice with clients that actually can afford your care, and finally, really make the money that you deserve. If you'd like to see how publishing a book can help you, simply go to drrosscarter.com and set up a consultation with me for free. Back to the show. Hi, it's Dr. Ross Carter with the Regenerative Warrior Podcast. I want to welcome my special guests today. If you would introduce yourselves. Hi there. Good afternoon. I'm Carol Bender, nurse practitioner, owner of Joy Wellness Partners and Live Aesthetics. And we're here in Southern California in San Diego. My colleague, Dr. Sean Tierney. Yeah, so I'm a uh, musculoskeletal sonologist, started as a chiropractor, got into uh, radiology, studying under the top people in the world, and spent a few hundred thousand in the first couple of years to just be an expert, and I've been teaching for nine years now. One of the things we do, and what kind of brought this clinic into origin is just ultrasound-guided regenerative medicine. So the big factor in regenerative medicine is a, is a proper diagnosis. So we can diagnose properly we can get a lot more effective results. Having been teaching regenerative medicine and ultrasound for the past 10 years, I've kind of watched this progression of people coming into the field without diagnostic expertise, just uh, simply trying to use some stem cells for the magic cells that will go over anywhere you need them. And the truth is, that's just not the way that things work. With ultrasound, it takes, you know, two to four years to become proficient with an intense study, to become a proficient or become an expert at it. Honestly, there's not a lot of people who have put that work in. So tell me about why it's so important to use ultrasound guided for what procedures as well? Well, for uh, anything from intrathecal injections to steli ganglion blocks to regenerative medicines to a tendon, a ligament, a muscle. And the only way you can really do a hyperdissection or a nerve release is using ultrasound. So it's not just the guidance. So the guidance with ultrasound, more people are starting to catch on to that. And when we teach classes, I teach classes every month on ultrasound. And when I teach, people want to learn how to do the procedure, but it's a little bit harder to get them to learn how to do the diagnosis. And if you're looking at the structures with uh, an MRI, mostly you get comments on 
maybe about half as many structures as we're going to be able to look at with ultrasound. Not that it's better, but just to have a more comprehensive understanding, especially when you combine them together often. So with ultrasound, we can see things in real time. We can see if a joint comes apart. We can see if the joint's unstable. We can see a nerve more clearly than with other imaging. So we can see the abnormality in the nerve, and we can see what happens when we move and we stress different muscles. Where does the nerve get impinged, and how do we correct? So we have that more comprehensive. And because we, we're looking at more things, we're aware of more factors. So you have to think we're looking at two and a half times more potential problems where we should have two and a half times more potentials to have success. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to spend you know thousands of dollars on a procedure, you probably want to do the procedure that you actually need, not this procedure that people do because that's the thing they do. You know? and that's kind of the way healthcare is right now. And it's nothing wrong with that, but now we have better technology and we might as well get on with the better technology. Now, you're basically doing regenerative procedures with ultrasound guidance. Is that primarily what we're talking about here, right? Well, that's one factor. So the one thing is regenerative procedures and regenerative procedures. Obviously, there's a lot of things you can use to get things to heal. So that's the one factor, but also the hydrodissection, which is using fluid to separate the connective tissue off the nerve, freeing the nerves and breaking the adhesions. Tell me more about how that works and how it helps people. Yeah, so if you think that a nerve, I'm gonna use this as an example. So this, you know, nerve, can you hold that right there? <laughs> like so if this was a nerve. Very nice. It's between my hand or muscles, right? So we have hands. Now, as I move my neck or my body, the nerve needs to move between that. It's not just a nerve, it's nerve, arteries, and veins. So you wanna have that mobility. Now, if you have inflammation or a tear or a spur, then you can get like adhesions that are kind of between my hands, like little strings, like webs, right? right. So if you have these adhesions as you move, rather than the nerve being able to glide, the nerve is going to get pulled. So hold that still. Mm-hmm. So you have holes on the nerve, just rather than gliding through. So what we can do is just put a needle between my hands, between the fascia, and blow fluid and pop, pop, pop all those little adhesions. So now the nerve can move more freely. So How so long does that last? An un, yeah, an, an unused uh, modality for you know 99% of healthcare right now. And yes, how long it can last. So yeah. people will be coming in for the hydrodissection and it's permanent in many, many cases. As long as you hit the most impinged area and blasted it open with fluid, you'll yeah. have a complete separation. It's just using fluid instead of a scalpel to open up that space. Yeah. And what will happen is it's connective tissue, it's fascia. So it's not elastic tissue that's going to bounce back down on the nerve. It'll stay separated. What kind of fluid are you using? Uh, the most common is like a 5% dextrose solution okay. with a little bit of numbing agent. So basically we're just using an inert solution, something that's natural in the body, the same amount of, same solution you might get in an IV, right? If you sure. had it or went to the hospital. So it's just a natural fluid for the body that we have a little, just enough lidocaine that make you make it un, not hurt, but not enough to make you numb or make your muscles not work. I've heard about people doing this and they're using amniotic fluid. Are you familiar with that process? Yeah. So we do that with different types of dental products as well. It's not always necessary. If there's nerve damage that needs to be regenerated, then we can use something regenerative like a placental matrix is pretty common for peripheral nerves. Sometimes people will use stem cell exosomes yep. as well. And uh, we don't use amniotic fluid, but a lot of offices do. So those are the options that are realistic. And I think for peripheral nerves, it seems like the placental matrix is the most effective. Uh, we can't 
not necessarily as effective in the spine or not as safe. So we have other things we use for the spine. So hyaluronic acid is another thing that's being used for hydrodissection, which is effective because we're talking about gliding those yep. natural planes. It's a lubricant. Um, right. Glide. There was a research study that evaluated the effectiveness of nerve growth using saline versus placental tissue matrix. So if you have a place where there was a nerve that was severed or a nerve that was damaged, the placental tissue matrix was 32 times more effective of growing the nerve than just using water saline. So they were able to grow it by 0.16 centimeters. And the 0.02 was the amount that it grew with just using saline. So the regenerative factors are very powerful in nerve regeneration. So do you, and it's good not always required because sometimes we just want to create more space, you know? So you have to do what's appropriate for that individual. We're not going to have say, Hey, you're going to have to do this really expensive thing mm-hmm. when you just need a hundred day section. So you can just kind of guide you through what your most effective treatment is. And how do you know someone will respond to it or it's actually something that would help them? Well, one thing is like you can look at the nerves. There's typical places where the nerves get impinged. I can watch the nerve being impinged and I can also measure the enlargement of the nerve. I can look at these irregular fascicles within the nerve so I can identify, hey, this nerve is not normal here. I can see as people move where the nerve gets impinged and where it's stuck. So we have a lot of tools that we can look at in real time with significant magnification so we can see what's happening. And the other thing is when we push on the nerve, Along the nerve, the place that's the most impinged is usually the most tender. So I can just use the probe and push. Like, ah, that's the most tender place. That's the most common place to be impinged. Put everything together. And the bottom line is this is a non-invasive procedure. So the hydrodissection itself is diagnostic. So if I hydrodissect that nerve and you feel better, that's probably what you needed, right? It may take more than one time not to get that one area, but there may be multiple places that the nerve is involved or impinged that need to be addressed. There's something called axonal flow within a nerve, whereas if the nerve is impinged in one point, it's harder to get the fluid back through that point, so the nerve below that point can, can become swollen. So if there's a little bit of enlarged nerve, now that space that the nerve goes through is made for a normal-sized nerve, not this enlarged nerve, so now we have that impingement or, or, or squeezing of the nerve that can happen in multiple places because the nerve is irritated in one place. Sorry for the interruption. If you're considering adding peptides to your practice right now is the best time. Learn which peptides work for which conditions and how to actually sell this to your patients. To learn more, go to learnpeptides.com. That's learnpeptides.com. Now, our listeners get a 50% discount on this course. Just use the code, which is my name, Ross, that's Ross, to get 50% off. Just go to learnpeptides.com to get started today. What is the most common conditions that you see right now? Well, pretty much nose to toes. I'd say the, the nice thing I'd see, I, I see get some, maybe one person get their grip strength back in their hand and they able to use their hand every week. Yep. Saturday second, out of the neck. Lower back is a common problem or neck is a common problem. Neck pain, lower back pain, leg pain, sciatica, carpal tunnel, just nerve impingements throughout the body. Even nerve impingements in the neck and the jaw that cause TM problems. So the most effective thing we've seen for uh, TM problems is actually hydrodissection because it's these muscles that are vulnerable to that inflammation from an infection and lymphedema, inflammation and hypertrophy that can cause those muscles to adhere. And then we have you know the trigeminal nerve, the facial nerve, the hypoglossal nerve, all these nerves get caught 
And that's really the motor that works your jaw. So if we can decompress those nerves, restore normal muscle function, the jaw and the moves more normally, and you have the ability to get that jaw better. And most of the time, we don't actually have to work on the injury in the joint itself. The other thing that we look at with this TM problem would be that there's a greater auricular nerve that pretty much covers right where my hand is. So it's coming right around here. So if you have pain here and you think it's TMJ, more often than not, it's that nerve that gets impinged. And it makes a lot of sense why it gets impinged because if you ever get a cold or flu, this is where you're hurt and this is where your lymph nodes are at. And that nerve is wrapping right around and going up to the jaw. So that infection caused nerve impingement in the neck is pretty common. And uh, it's pretty nice to get somebody relief that's had problems a lot of times for you know, decades. Yeah, I can imagine. I guess it would be difficult to know exactly when this would be an appropriate procedure to do. Like, for example, how do people know to find you? I mean, how do they go? Well, I need some hydrodissection because a lot of people have never heard of that. Well, they can look online. I mean, maybe she can answer that. Yeah, sure. I mean, when I was first learning about this procedure, when I started working with Dr. Sean Tierney, I wanted to get the awareness out there. So we basically worked a lot on social media and trying to provide videos and posts that would help address what people are searching on Google. So they're searching for solutions to neck pain that don't involve surgery. And we can put that in, you know, SEO, non-surgical approach to pain treatment. So people will find us and they'll do a consult with us and then they'll understand, okay, so that's kind of how you would look at it. And we don't, make anybody do a treatment right away, but at least they know they're getting a diagnosis that's really accurate. And they love the chance that it's live time, that they get to be involved in the diagnostic process and oh, yeah. to where it really hurts back. So that the MRI is like come and gone and they don't even get to show the doctor point, you know, where it hurts. So that really helps them. And then word of mouth really spreads the word. But we know that Hydrodissection is one of the hardest things to, it's not a catchy buzzword like stem cell, you know, and stem cell does have a buzzword around the pop culture of the day, but hydrodissection is included in almost 99% of our stem cell procedures because we do incorporate nerve treatment along with the joint and the tendon and ligament, the bone regeneration as well. So it's kind of one of those things they might learn as they're getting their stem cell procedure. And then they'll talk about how that was more powerful, perhaps, than the regeneration of their tendons. So, yeah, it's a long, slow process. It's not the standard of medicine right now. That's our goal is to get the regenerative medicine to incorporate ultrasound-guided treatments in the regeneration and the long-term relief of pain. I like to see more people doing actually proper diagnosis. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think when they come into the office, we do a really thorough evaluation. We just tell people the truth and we help them have the information to make a good decision that makes sense to them. There's not really any push. We're just educating people. uh, Hey, this is your problem. This is the options. This is where we see the most success. So not only is it a very thorough and complete evaluation that's not offered in many places, but it's also just no push, no sales. This is the truth. Make a good decision. Here's some information. So when you're having a treatment, how long does it take typically to get a result? Well, it depends. I mean, if you're looking at a hydrodissection because you're releasing a nerve, then you typically will get a result right away. I'll give you an example. I had a young girl came in and she had symptoms of uh, diaphragm dysfunction, hyohernia. And so she'd been to over 10 doctors over a year and a half of this problem, very uncomfortable. And so, you know, the first thing I looked at was how is 
your diaphragm working because the diaphragm is a dividing line between the abdominal cavity and the chest cavity. And the diaphragm kind of moves together, hopefully, with, if you think of the way my hand, the space between my hands would be maybe where the stomach goes through or where the aorta goes through. So if I move unevenly, if I take a breath, and one side goes before the other, then I can grab abdominal content and push it into the chest because this one, this diaphragm isn't working because the phrenic nerve from the neck is impinged, maybe from an infection or something like that. So when we hydrodissect the phrenic nerve, instantly the diaphragm works, and then more often than not, problem is solved, you know? So hernia work. this woman had this procedure done and it took how long to do the actual procedure? Uh, maybe five minutes, <laughs> five to 10 minutes. So five to 10 minutes. Is there a lot of prep or is there not a lot of prep? Uh, there, well, we have to go and evaluate. So maybe you're looking at like an hour in the office, you know, to figure so, out what the so, problem is. So she walked in with the problem and then an hour later, she didn't have the problem anymore. Correct. And I mean, I've seen well over 30 cases of that same picture. It initially started with a fellow years ago and he came in. We have good success with uh, abdominal hernia closure, just using PRP to close an abdominal hernia. And so some of his friends had had that issue and they had their hernia closed. And he came in to see me and he's like, hey, you know, I got this hernia. I'm like, okay, we have some success with hernias. And uh, he said, well, I have a hiatal hernia. I'm like, ah, that's different. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, you, you know, that's in your abdomen, between chest and your abdomen. But, you know, the most common thing that causes that is this diaphragm not working. So I checked his diaphragm. Sure enough, it wasn't working on one side. His phrenic nerve was, he had paralysis because his phrenic nerve was impinged. Yeah. Probably because he had some kind of an infection. So we looked at his neck, not a lot of arthritis, but definitely dysfunction was happening. So we hydrodissected, you know, C3, C4, C5 nerve root instantly. Diaphragm worked again. And, you know, years later, never had to do anything again. That was resolved his heartburn, severe heartburn. He was going to have a surgery. And the surgery is not that successful because the problem is the diaphragm's not working. So trying to stitch things back together when you don't have function just doesn't seem to last. Mm-hmm. So you have a real solution that's just looking at things from a different perspective. And I think that's really what the guys that, are, that I work with, I work with the MSKUS, a bunch of doctors who are experts and uh, ultrasound we teach internationally with these guys basically are not satisfied when somebody doesn't get better. So when somebody doesn't get better, like, huh, we don't know something. So every month we go and we do a fresh cadaver dissections, remap and say, we're having problems with this area. Let's do that dissection. Let's inject some diet. Let's prove that this is an anatomical problem. Take videos, take pictures, write on it, and then go back to the patient and say, yeah, we didn't know how to address your problem, but we think this could work if you want to do this. And then gradually we figure out something that works and we tell each other and we teach each other. So our expansive knowledge is, is growing by the month significantly. And the other thing is that when you teach all over the world, you get all the technology that everybody else thought of all over the world because there's experts in different places. So you kind of get a nice pool of information coming in to really maybe 10 or 12 expert doctors in the United States when we just work together. One thing about it is if, if one of us says we did something, we know we did it. We all know what we're doing. If that's the problem, we can reproduce it and reproduce it as many times as you need to. So it makes it more believable when uh, somebody has a result for a particular problem. It sounds like some of these procedures could be life-changing in, in an hour. I mean, we, you totally changed yeah. the course of somebody's where their direction is going. Oh, yeah. And that's true for I mean, 
regenerative takes time for things to heal with regenerative medicine a lot of times, but as far as releasing a nerve, that's an instant change. You know, you couldn't use your hand and now you can use your hand again. You know, you couldn't use your toe and now you can use your toes again. So it's an amazing, rewarding thing to be able to do. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off. Signing off.